Welcome back to the Suncoast Vet Podcast, coming directly to you from the Sunshine Coast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and research in veterinary medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Woodcock, and I'm excited to be here with you again. Whether you're driving on the way to or from work, you've got your earpods in walking a furry friend, or you're getting dinner ready, just sit back, relax, and enjoy a different style of veterinary podcasting. G'day guys, welcome back to the Suncoast Vet Podcast. And this afternoon I've got with me Vanessa from Pet Health Insurance Services. Welcome Vanessa. Thank you so much Dr. Michael, nice to be here. Great to have you on the couch. So this afternoon we're going to talk about insurance for our animals. Mm -hmm. Now we all generally insure our houses, our cars, our lives sometimes, Mm -hmm. but what is often missing is insuring our pets. What do you find Vanessa is the reasoning why we actually need to insure our pets? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think where we'll start is with a bit of stats because I think it's always good to know sort of where the market's at. At the moment, less than 10% of Australian pets are insured. So we know that there's a big gap in the market in terms of insured pets. So that's not a lot when we think about how many animals we've got coming into the clinic each day. Mm. So that's potentially one or two animals maybe yeah. who come in. So that's a little bit difficult for us as veterinarians that we can't offer that complete care to every patient mm. be, because they have not got the insurance. Yeah, so to that point, I think when you ask me why is it important to have insurance for our pets, what we have seen is when pets are insured, the owners are more inclined to take the animal to the vet the minute they seem unwell and the vet is then able to offer them a better level of care and often the care is less expensive because the animal hasn't reached a point of extreme illness. So pet insurance gives pet owners some financial security to know that when their pet is unwell they can take it to a vet and get it looked at and checked and treated and for a vet I'm sure you can confirm it's peace of mind for you guys knowing that you don't have to work around any financial constraints and you can treat the animal as needed. Absolutely. I think, Vanessa, you make a great point there is that the animal can get to us sooner. Mm. So if someone's got the apprehension that, hey, this is going to cost thousands of dollars, at least if they are seeing an animal who's acting out of character, they're depressed, they've got a bit of vomiting, something like that, it really gives us as veterinarians an opportunity to get in early and to Mm. be able to prevent an illness or a disease from going further. And obviously we've got the potential of having our animals getting more and more sick, but also the cost goes up and up. So if we can see animals at the start of a condition, then it's going to be a lot easier for us as veterinarians to have a success outcome. Yeah, absolutely. And I think animal care has come a long way. Back in the day, the she'll be right attitude, it's changed quite a lot. Pets are considered a part of the family now and pet care from a veterinary perspective, I'm sure you'll be able to confirm here as well, has really stepped up a notch. I mean, there's specialists in pet care. It's no longer just a vet. You've got radiologists and cardiologists and specialist treatment for vets. I could be wrong there, but <laughs> no, no. So yeah, no, again, great point. So Suncoast Vet, we can offer a lot of these services in-house, but mm. we get to a stage where we reach our limit of what we can actually do with, say, the equipment we've got there mm-hmm. or the skills and knowledge that we hold amongst our veterinarians, mm-hmm. be it that it's exceptional across our five clinics, but there are stages that we need the specialists. Mm. When you head to a specialist, there's definitely going to be costs involved. Yeah. I mean, you've got the million dollar MRI machines and things like that. So those things need to get paid for. Mm. And so hence, just like in human medicine, those costs are passed on to the client because someone needs to be able to pay for it and to be able to offer the service Mm. to the clients when their pets come in even us as general practitioners we have to have a certain standard of equipment so that we 
can actually help and make that diagnosis, get that blood test run quickly, mm-hmm. run those basically what we call survey x-rays, put the ultrasound on and look for free fluid in the abdomen or anything that's happening with them medically. So pet insurance would allow us to be able to get those diagnostic tests and treatments happening a lot earlier. Mm, absolutely. And I think pet owners don't always expect that pets care is going to be as expensive as perhaps the humans. But like you just said, a lot of the equipment that you need is in line with what is needed to treat humans. And that level of equipment and those tests, they don't come cheap. No, (laughs) speaking from experience, no, they don't. (laughs) So it's a lot of money to actually outfit a clinic to be able to have the availability of those things to Mm. be able to run. And if we could run those tests easily because the pet was insured and the owner brought them in at early stages, Mm. geez, Imagine like a 50, 60, 70, 80% pet insurance uptake. It would just make the veterinarian's job so much easier, but also so much more satisfying that we could actually do the best medicine possible for absolutely every pet. And surely the clients would love that their pets are treated how they would like to be treated when they go to the doctor as well and not have to worry about the cost. Yeah, absolutely. I saw an article the other day and it said a pet insurance is approximately 5% of the annual costs associated with looking after your animal. So when you break it down like that, it's not a huge amount. But when, for example, you have a young pup and they swallow something they shouldn't have swallowed and they go into the vet and the vet bill is 10 grand, you're going to be thankful that you've spent that 5% of your annual cost to have that insurance in place. Got a good story for you there, Vanessa is one of the vets that works with me. Her dog recently, it is known for eating weird things like that. So the family's come home with a certain brand of takeaway food, which has some pancakes and has a container, which actually is butter. And this large breed dog has swallowed whole that container. Now that's gone straight down to its esophagus. And the vet knew that, you know, what's happened. They saw it all happen and they they knew there was no way that we were going to get that out without cutting it out. We needed Mm. endoscopy. So which is a camera which looks down into the esophagus and then has little calipers which can grab this. So on her way to work into the clinic, she's gone into the specialist and said, hey, this is what we need to do. They've run lots of tests. Mm. The bill, I think, was about $4,500. They've actually managed to pull it out through the mouth so the dog didn't have to go through surgery. It cost her $120 because she insures her dog against these problems, even though she's a vet herself. Yeah, and I think that's $120 versus $4,000 plus. That's right. You'd be very thankful for that. Yeah. Pet insurance is a a saviour to most people. When you get those sort of things occurring, I mean, yeah, daily we'll see animals who have itchy skin and conditions Mm. like that. Maybe that's not so traumatic on the pocket, but when you have a major catastrophe, it's just so great to know that the client says to us, oh, no, we're insured. Just go ahead. We need them fixed. We just go, this is so much easier to deal with for us, the animals getting sorted out without any issues and mm. the client's going to be happy there. So yeah. yeah, it's something that we definitely encourage that every pet owner should contemplate and, you know, really get into the numbers and have a look how little it really does cost as an investment mm. for your best friend. Absolutely. And pet insurance has come a long way. Not too long ago, there was one major player, which meant that pet owners didn't get much competition mm-hmm. in terms of the product, the level of care and the pricing. But now there's a diverse range of pet insurers and 
customers really can shop around and find a pet insurance that is the right level of cover for them, has the right benefits and is the right price. And I would say minimal cover is better than no cover. Absolutely. So even if they've got a basic level of cover that gives them some peace of mind for emergencies or things that are unexpected. That would be just awesome for us that we could just have some level of cover so that the vets are not sort of held back in what they can actually do. Mm. And, uh, you know, shopping around and finding that right level of cover for you at the right price is quite achievable now because the market has expanded. Yeah, I think something that we do for most products that we're searching for now. So, hey, Vanessa, I'd like to get you back to discuss that a bit further and actually Mm. how we go through the process of getting an insurance policy and how we go through the process also of making a claim. So Mm. would you mind coming back at another stage for me? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to talk through that with you. Thanks, Vanessa. It's been great. Really appreciate you taking time out of your day to join Suncoast Vet to talk about insurance. Thanks, Vanessa, from Pet Health Insurance Services. Lovely to be here. So that's a wrap from the couch this week. Thanks for being here on Suncoast Vet Podcast. And don't forget, at Suncoast Vet, we know animals.